she stood there and then she went around and got something and started wiping the windows of her car and I was watching and I was thinking you know what a lot of things changed because I remember when I was a girl that Mr. Dowden had a Sitco station on the corner he did it all when you pulled in oh I'm telling you he checked the tires he washed the windshield he washed all the lights and of course he also put in the gas and actually you didn't even have to get out of your car he would just take your money right there at the window so you know a lot of things change we sing that chorus that says everything's changing everything it really really is everything is changing but I'm so thankful that God does not change he's the same today as he was yesterday and I have faith that he's going to be tomorrow too so things here may be on planet earth changes but things in heaven and God's world they don't he's always the same during this time, I want to be, want my life to be usable to His will because there are so many people in your world and our world that do, are looking, needing more hope. They are needing a touch from God. I want my life to be used. I know that you do as well. This little chorus says, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through.
imagine what Jesus is doing right now, seeing the people that he loves and cares for him, that his plans right now. He said, I know my thoughts toward you, saith the Lord. They're thoughts of peace, not evil, for a good hope of a final outcome. I think we ought to rejoice because he's rejoicing with the angels right now over the redeemed of the Lord. The blood of the Lamb is working. The power of the resurrection is working. The victory of the Lord's resurrection is on our side right now. And I want us to pray right now for the people that need us. Those people that faith is low and they're limited with their physical prowess, if whatever it is. And then we have people that are, have been mistreated by the enemy trying to send angels and demons to help cripple them. I am believing God for a victory tonight that will be oceanic and flow out into the corridors of our world and community. So tonight I want us to pray for those whose names have been on the board and then Kathy Munson, Ella Crawford, Crystal Gensel, Sister Dickey, Brother Bob Walker, Shadow Trammell, Carl Wheats, and if you have another name that has not been mentioned as you stand tonight, I wish you would mention that name because that name means something to the angels, and I am believing God. If you have a need in your body and want to come to the front, we have several men and ministries of ladies that would come and pray with you. I'm telling you, the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and delivers. It's not just a scheme. It's a pattern of power that's illustrated in that book. Father, tonight we bring the blood. We bring the power of the resurrection. We bring the opportunity and the operation of the Holy Ghost. I believe in you tonight, God, that there will be angels to flood the areas of names which we call. I bring the, to, to mention the, the value of walking in the Spirit because the Spirit of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. I am believing God for the hurting to rise to victory tonight. I am believing those that are, in, that are suffering with pain that the healing victory is coming tonight. In the name of Jesus. Oh, let's praise Him with her as we complete the rest of it. Hallelujah.
hallelujah. As you're seated, and uh, Sister Calico, would you go and cut, let's say, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 22, 4, 6, 8, 30. Uh, go cut 20 pieces of paper in half like this and bring a clean sheet. And uh, you may have to bring a few pencils because the people are going to be busy tonight. And uh, so we got to really roll tonight. Hallelujah. The ushers are coming, and you have been so faithful. And what a beautiful place we have on the loop because of faithful people that have surrendered their tithes and given offerings. And my wife and I are beneficiaries, and we want you to know that we are appreciative. Thank you, Father, for this great group of people that gather in this building and keep it very alive in prayer, worship, singing, making melody in our hearts. I pray the blessings of the Lord fill their home before they get there tonight. In the name of Jesus, bless this offering to the cause of the kingdom. Amen. We also do appreciate all of you that came out on Monday night and helped with the cleanup in the family center. Thank you very much. Amen. Not that we got it all done, but we made a start. Oh, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. There's no healing in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. I know there's healing in the name of Jesus. And there's no other name. I know there is power. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's no other name I know 
God, you may be seated. I just try to remember the October events, 14th is journey outing, 15th is care group three luncheon, 21st is the crew outing. Does anybody want to say anything about that? The crew outing. 23rd is Ladies United Fellowship. The 28th is Superhero Night, 6 o'clock to 7. And 29th, Mission Pledges are due. And I tell you, the, when you think of how far your dollars are going with missionary work, and the scale for the world is that every person affects 10 people every day. Now, that's, that's just the world's economy. But when you graduate to spiritual economics, it goes much further. So when we put dollars together for missionaries and evangelists and churches, it goes way beyond the 10 per person affecting. And uh, it may be a negative effect at first because carnality doesn't relate to spirituality and darkness don't love light. And so, but it affects. And so hope comes alive in those things. So your mission pledges really work. And I'm not going to announce much about the 29th because that's involving us, but I do believe in the Word of God. But y'all are... Y'all take such care of my wife. And I just look at the beauty over there. That's right. And for 40 years, y'all have helped her to eat and to sleep in a great home and to have a great church family. And her husband's real appreciative of that. And I just go ahead and enjoy all of it with her. All right, we need candy money donations for Superhero Night. Please drop it off in the church kitchen. Candy money donations for Superhero Night. Also, the big bus to Branson, Missouri is just about to get here. And so the remaining balance due for your Branson trip is uh, coming up. So if you'll take care of that, we appreciate it. Does anybody want to say hallelujah? Does anybody want to say I love you, Jesus? Does anybody want to say I love my neighbor? There you go. We're on the way to the stairway to heaven. I'm not going to sing it, but I know it. All right. Is there anything else I need to do while I'm up here? I got to go get my preacher's clothes on. That's the information.
Great to have you home. Is there anybody else that wants to say a testimony? I don't want to slow anybody down. Tonight is going to be a little bit unusual, but I think it's going to be effective in the, in the long haul. All right. Does everybody get a sheet of paper? Everybody get a sheet of paper. Now, what I want you to feel free to do is to put a question on there. And if I sense that it's going to take too long, we won't take care of it tonight. Don't put your name on there. Just put the question or a scripture that you would like defined a little bit. Now, I know I'm putting myself in a tough spot, but I know how to get out of it. Just don't say anything. So if I don't say anything... You'll know I'm going to have to go study a little more. But I, I'm hungry for God's word and our experiences to escalate. I believe it can happen. You don't have to live on the same terrain forever. You don't have to live on a crooked road forever. He said, I will make the high places low and the low places high. In other words, I'll raise you up or I'll put you down to where you can function on God level. He intends for you to whack the fire out of hell. And darkness is going to flee in front of a church that is well lit. And you are the church. So, if you would like to write a question on there about something that uh, you, you would like explained. And again, do not put a name on it because uh, I, I don't want to feel incarcerated like I'm attacking anybody or uh, am I trying to escalate anybody. I, uh, I am hungry. I am a hungry and a desperate preacher. I am not willing to go through the pathos of routine. He did not have a routine day except to do good in every setting. You couldn't put him in a basket or jail that could mess or goof up his spirit. He is the premier life giver. And he's not willing that any of you should be perishing. So, I'm going to take a chance. I've got my computer here, and if uh, somebody's got a question, I'm going to try to find out. But while you're getting that together, and maybe you ushers could bring it, uh, uh, just, you know, go around like receiving an offering of uh, questions, etc. And uh, so, if you get ready to surrender a piece of paper, whatever, just raise it up and one or two of our good uh, uh, men will pick it up. I want to start off with Acts 4, 8 and through 12. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of, of Israel. He didn't, he didn't go to the, the pits to start. 
He went to the premier people. That's a very interesting measure there. Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Simon Peter put it on most of the people that are here tonight. We are considered elders. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to people, in this setting it was the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people around you, in this case he's saying Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom was crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. The presence of God is in this city. The presence and power of God is in this community. He will be in your car waiting for you tomorrow. He will be at lunch when you provide uh, conversation with people at lunch. He will be there at night when you go to bed and uh, you don't have to worry about taking any worries and fears because he said casting all of your cares on him, he'll take care of the night. You just get some good rest. Casting all your cares on him. I'm telling you the revival is going to happen and I don't want to be sitting in the grandstands watching everybody else play the game. I want to fight the good fight of faith. I want to rise up in the name of Jesus and raise up a terrorist group that are so full of light that dark can't wait to get out of the way. I do not believe that darkness should come in that door. Fear is darkness. Wondering and questioning whether God can do what he said he would do. That's darkness. I am believing God that this pulpit is going to be set so on fire and these altars are going to be set on fire and that prayer room is going to be set on fire and there's not going to be one demon that can deteriorate and de-escalate the glory that's going to happen in this building. I'm telling you, it's not just going to happen because you got the Holy Ghost years ago. He said, now is the acceptable time. Now when we get together, now when we worship, now when we exercise our rights, now when we let the blood do its work, now when we allow the authority of the word of God to become the class A in our life. I wish somebody would stand up and let the devil know I'm not giving in, I'm not giving up. I am coming to this city with the glory of the resurrection and the power of Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm telling you, faith without works is still dead. 
It doesn't make any difference how long you've talked in tongues or how many times you've talked in tongues. If faith is not in operation, when you get up in the morning, you can expect to feel discouraged. You can expect to feel overwhelmed. You can expect all of that. But if faith is in your hand, the shield of faith, the Bible calls it the shield of faith, which will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We're not talking about going to church. We're talking about getting in Jesus Christ living in the name living in the blood living in the power of the resurrection living in the authority that belongs to that name living in the freedom that belongs to his word there is no weapon formed against him that can prosper there is no weapon formed against the church that can stop us I'm telling you they went all through the land because they had inside of them the chief cornerstone they had the rock of ages they had a sure foundation. They were not shaken by what was going on around them. They shook the world because they kept talking about Jesus and what God was doing in their life. I'm telling you, Wednesday nights are going to turn into an inferno. The word of God is going to build an authority in our life and the world is going to feel shaken by the pureness and the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost and fire. Oh, I wish some of you men would just stand up and applaud Jesus. You're not applauding preaching right now. You're applauding what God has put in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The call of God to us. What does it mean now? You couldn't come except he called you. He said, I stand at the door and knock. That's how you got here. It wasn't, it may have been a voice of a human, but the spirit of that voice is what got you to come to the operation called born again. Born of the water and of the spirit. So, the call of God don't die unless we let it. I refuse to have accepted him and then tell everybody I got him and not have him with me every day. I would be shamed to tell everybody I just bought a brand new car, but I couldn't show it to them. I would be shamed to tell everybody I just whipped the biggest enemy in my city, but I couldn't show them the victory. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did not call us to go to the church house. He called us to go to the church house to operate in the Holy Ghost, to operate in the Word of God. He said, I am going to give and build your faith. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. And the word of God is the stair steps to higher ground. We used to sing a song called Higher Ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith, I see several heads nodding. 
I'm here to tell you that that same God is in this house right now. The same God that gave you the hope. The same God that gave you the ability to talk in tongues. I refuse to let that just become dormant. He said, how be it in the spirit we speak mysteries. For the spirit itself makes intercession with the Father for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. We don't know what all we're praying for. But if you'll pray in the Holy Ghost every day, you will find operation power available any 24-7 of life. I am not going to preach to you a dead Jesus and a vacated hearse, a grave that don't have the power to get you out of one. I am going to teach and preach that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you ever had a moment of victory, that same victory is available when you want to cash in on it you can worship him and cash in on it 24 7 he's not sleeping during your night shift he's awake to your problem he's awake to your need and he's got the answer already in place so the call of God to us Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden and burdened down with care. All things are possible. Is there anybody here that still believes that? Well, thank all eight of you. Anybody here really believe all things are possible to them that believe? He's listening. It's not about me. I am stirring up the gift. I am trying to help you stir up the gift. It is highly possible that your light has already opened a door of possible to a vagrant. I don't want to turn the light out on anybody I might have woke up. I don't want to be joyful one day, at peace with myself one day. Joy, peace, and what? Righteousness. Righteousness is when you are right with him. Everything works out for the good of them that love the Lord and are thee called according to his what? He didn't put you in the world for people to worship you. He put you in the world to be a light to worship him. He is a jealous God. He said, I will have no other God before me. I am the Lord God and I will be that God and if you will serve me, I will give you my power and if you will serve me, I will give you my freedom and if you will serve me, I will give you authority and you will not be taken under. If they put you in jail, you'll just sing and write letters to everybody around. If you get in the bed and you can't get up for a while, you'll just keep humming. He's gonna lift me up. He's gonna get me through this. I know in whom I have 
believed. I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day of the Lord. And I'm not going to hell. I am going to live in heavenly places. I am going to work the work of God while it is day because I know that night's coming and I'm not going to wait till tomorrow to give people a testimony of God and glory. I'm going to go out there on the front line tomorrow. I'm going to fight. But I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm just going to keep telling them. I'm going to knock on their door. Hey, let me tell you something. I've noticed that you've had some signs lately of really wanting to do better. I want to tell you, man, I used to be under the weather. I used to go to this and I used to do that. But let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what happened when I got the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you when I got baptized in the name of Jesus, I became authoritative over every spirit. I didn't just get wet. I got baptized in the name of Jesus. When I came out of that water I was a Jesus man I was a Jesus lady I was a God fearing lady I didn't just go into a water I went in by faith I didn't become Pentecostal I become powerful and the day of Pentecost was power I'm here to tell somebody this is a revival night this is a night we're going to shake the bars of hell and give them a what they've been trying to give you Just show me Jesus. Just show me Jesus. That's what we're going to do. This city is going to see Jesus one more time through every lady, through every man, through all our teenagers. They're going to see Jesus. He always did good. He always did good. I can't imagine what he feels like when he saved us and then we want to hurt somebody because they hurt our feelings and we want to get back at them because they did us wrong. We all know all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but thanks be unto God who is our righteous king who said I want to extend the scepter when you read that book of Esther and you see the the categorical event of Esther going before the king when she was not welcome and the king had the right typically to destroy her or to hold out the scepter and give her a future and when you read that book of Esther and you sense and see the glory of God using humans and a lady who walked in there knowing that if that scepter didn't extend she was a dead duck but when she stood in the courtroom of of that setting all of a sudden he extended the scepter She asked for two ceremonies in which Haman, who represents Satan, was wanting to kill all the Jews. But a lady, a lady stepped into place and said, let me tell you, 
I know a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly. She didn't have the Holy Ghost. She just had a hope. We've got Jesus in us. If you're born again of the water and the spirit, you've got the authority already. The king has already extended the golden scepter. And what she had the choice of doing is to at least stand. I always thrilled to just even talk about it. It was one of my actually evangelistic messages everywhere I went. And because she said, I want two banquets. How many of you understand the first one is repentance? The second one is baptism in the name of Jesus. Both of those, uh, uh, those uh, banquets uh, Haman had to go to. I'm telling you, Satan was there the day you were baptized in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you that Satan was there the day you talked in tongues and was filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. I'm telling you, he was there. But he couldn't do anything about it because the king had said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with care. I will give you rest for your tortured soul. I will give you power to rise up in the name of Jesus and take over the land. We're not going to be taken over by the land and by all of the hell that's breaking loose. We're going to take over our part of the land. We're going to give credibility to the king, the righteous Jesus who extended the sword and said, let me tell you, the sword of the Lord, hallelujah, will make you free from the law of sin and death. I'm I'm here to tell somebody it's your night to get up and get out and say look this is my God this is my relationship this is my future I wish somebody would stand and give him the kind of ovation he deserves not those football players, not those basketball players. You give them a lot of credentials by telling everything during the week. I'm telling you, it's high time for us to be talking about what God's doing in my life, in my mind, in my heart. Uh, hallelujah. It was a crowd. When I tried to write this stuff down, I, mean, I was just trembling with so many glories flowing through the office. And thank you for providing an office where I can sort of get aside. But... Is that the angels? Or is that just this air conditioner? There's a wind blowing up here. But I, I can hardly tell you, as I was trying to write these things down, and, and, and just as the Spirit of the Lord was flowing through the office, it's highly possible that today, your light opened the door of hope to somebody that said what you said years ago, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can be that kind of person, I can be that kind of person. There's a vagrant going to be out there tomorrow. 
and we dare not wait for the rich guy with the signet and with cash and all of that. We go to any human that have beggarly elements. I can tell you just showing kindness at a grocery store. So what if it takes you 30 seconds later? Later, I've done it too many times. The Lord has rebuked me so much lately over some of that kind of stuff. See somebody, you know, headed toward the checkout stand. I want to be first. So easy. So I want to always be number one. Shame to have to tell you even that. But I've done it. I've tried to slow myself down lately. I really do want to be a good pastor. I really, but mainly I want to be a good example. I don't know how long he watched me, Brother Tanner. I don't know how long he just kept watching me. Until he finally got my attention. What a great, great God. What a wonderful, wonderful God. Patient. I want us to have that patience. That kindness that gentleness, that meekness that he had. You know, brother, he didn't have to go to the cross. Sister, he didn't have to go to the cross except you couldn't get out of the shame without a new bloodline. So he gladly knelt, bowed himself to all of those people. He could have spoke the word and their heart would have stopped beating like that. I don't want to say anything that would cause that kind of God to have to look at me and say, I did that for you. And I got to try to get you to worship me and to shout unto me with the voice of triumph? You mean I've got to do all of the things and then I've got to go try to whip your enemies for you? That's why I give myself to you. I will be with you always to the end of the world. I will live in your mind and in your heart. You just forgive them before they ask. You just love them anyhow. Just like I loved you when you didn't know how to behave. And I loved you anyhow. I want to be able to look into the eyes of the sunken mother and the sunken sad dad and say let me tell you 
about Jesus that lives with me. I don't want to look at people that have blistered me and put me on a cross, tried to shame me because I was apostolic and tried to live a God-fearing life and a holy life. And people make fun of that and me act like they're stupid. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And their little light from heaven filled my soul. He bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Could anybody just sort of pray for your neighbor right now? Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to touch base with you in the middle of this while our ponderings and thinkings are going on. Praise God. Does anybody want to just really give him praise for getting you out of the world? The Bible said, shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. I didn't just get out of sin. I got up out of my past. I left my past behind me. Oh, hallelujah. I can see the angels right now just praising all over heaven. Getting ready for tomorrow. Praise God. While we're doing this, maybe this would be a good time. Has anybody got a piece of paper you'd like to go ahead and turn in? The ushers are ready back there. They're standing at ease but ready to march. If you got a little paper that you'd like to send up, this would be a good time to do it. Nobody's looking. And nobody's going to know who it was. All right, just go ahead with that, and I'll, I'll keep talking for a few minutes here. Again, your tongue can start a positive fire of trying to encourage someone to go again to the prayer meeting, to go again to hear the preaching of the Word of God, to go again to praise Him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Praise is comely. Praise invites angels to the occasion. It's not about just making noise. It is about attracting the attention of the angels that bring thoughts. There are angels of darkness, and any time you get a thought in your mind that is against one of God's 
lookalikes. Believe me, it's not God. It's a demon. Whenever you get it in your hand or heart, you'd like to see somebody suffer. Just remember, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I will not take this pulpit and live in a beautiful home and walk, drive a nice car. I know I've worn out about three Tahoes. I've got 370,000 miles on this third one. Y'all have afforded me a nice place to live. I will not preach to you another Jesus. I only know one Jesus that got out of the graveyard. I am sold on the message of one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. You don't ever have to doubt that this pulpit. But I am not going to wish anything ill to anybody that even curses him. Because I did it. I have a feeling that some of you may have cursed him. How far did his arm reach? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. And you think I would hurt some of his other people that he's reaching for just because they did me wrong? I did some people wrong. He did not threatened to take me out he threatened the devil with his blood with his name with his spirit and said I'm going to save that boy you can't know how happy I am to be redeemed you can't possibly know how thrilling it is to know that no weapon formed against us can prosper. You may feel and hear the voice of Goliath, and you may sense the sword, but you don't have to be a big cheese when you got the biggest God everywhere you go. You can go ahead and bring those sheets up here or, or just pass them to the end aisle, inside aisle. Brother Garen will bring them up. I'll close my eyes for about eight seconds. Isn't that how long they ride a bull? I'm telling you, this ought to be the greatest place in the world to fraternize. You can enjoy knowing everywhere you go that your spirit, if it's in action, if your spirit is truly in a unified way with God, <clears throat> that that spirit will be felt among And uh, 
sweetheart, have you got your Bible app on your phone? Look up the statement, the third heaven, if you will, and, and get that. And, uh, and I'm going to go to uh, the writings of Paul about speaking in tongues. The, the difference in just speaking in tongues has to do with the spiritual depth in which you are praying in the spirit. And so there are people that through the years as I've pastored that, uh, and the Bible says it this way, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels, and that's 1 Corinthians 13, and have not charity, it dulls the blade or the power source. Because he said, if I speak in tongues and I have not charity, I am a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. In other words, there is a off key or a a dead spot and there is a, a I, I guess for a better way to say it it's just sort of an interruption in the ability to receive when you have spoken in tongues but you have no charity in it and so the difference is as you speak in tongues there is typically habit in the spirit we speak mysteries for the spirit itself maketh intercession with the father are the source of life. And in that case, you will start to sense as you receive that relationship that you will start to sense. It's, it's what I think Paul was saying when he said, I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he's able that no weapon formed against me can prosper. When you have spoken in a Holy Ghost spiritual language, angels begin to interpret. And there is, according to uh, scientific means, that the basis of the Word of God, that there are at least ten to 20,000 angels around you every day. That's an amazing factor. So when, howbeit in the Spirit, we speak mysteries, for the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father or the Source. Those angels are servants of God to produce thought patterns in your life. And one of the things that you should know as, as a tongue talker, uh, that, that your spirit is going to escalate, not de-escalate your life, but elevate your life until you just sense and know that the Word of God is going to come forth. Many times after I have talked in tongues, a scripture, a whole scripture will come up, or at least a part of a scripture will come up. That's why he said, study to show yourself approved of God. God is a spirit. A study to show yourself approved of God, a workman that never needs to be ashamed. The word shame just simply means lacking all that you need. That's when we feel shamed. 
is because we don't have the gusto or the power or the word to shield of faith to hold in front of us and know there's no weapon formed against this shield of faith that can prosper. So, and, and whoever wrote that, please don't hesitate to follow through with it at a later time uh, because I, I will be glad to uh, go into a deeper uh, level with you on, on that kind of thing because I have pondered that same thing myself. Uh, I'm going to have to look up uh, th this one here uh, and I'll tell you why is because it's it's not necessarily a total scripture but uh, if, if our there is an essence, and I will share this part with you. I do know that that even through uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost, there is a what I call a slight possibility that a person that did not truly have a chance but lived within the framework of a person that walked in the Holy Ghost or lived in the Holy Ghost, and they tried to follow that person there is that slight chance. I would never, I want it real clear, I would never tell somebody that they could make it to heaven without the Holy Ghost. However, we do know that in the Old Testament, before the Holy Ghost, that people made a victory out of serving God with sacrificial offerings. And so... Uh, my, my thoughts on it and the Bible anchor on it, uh, I, I would, I would uh, be very careful to tell you. And, uh, but at the same time, now I, I don't mind telling people, look, if this person went to heaven and I don't know that they got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name, but they went to heaven, I'm not going to be mad when I get there. I would tell people, anybody, I would just tell them, Look, put them in the hands of God. That is the safest thing you can do for anybody that uh, did not uh, receive the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. And, uh, but, but when they are praising God and when they are worshiping God, I can tell you, praise produces His presence. Long before I got the Holy Ghost, I would praise God as a, just a child. And I had all kind of spiritual feelings and things that happened in my life. And actually, that's where I got the, the whole uh, thing about uh, I'm, I'm going to get into this thing. And uh, I, I will tell you this. One of the statements here on the third heaven, I guess, is where somebody's going to this with every man shall be rewarded according to his works. That is a really big scripture. Now, you got to have the Holy Ghost to work the work of God. Okay? So don't, don't get that tangled up. But when you work the work of God, every man's giftings are of a different nature. The Bible does teach that. And so as you produce in what I would call intercessory prayer, 
your prayer goes to the total heart of something like this. Oh, God. Now, I'm doing it because I've done it many times over in the prayer room, in my car. Intercessory prayer is the travail of the soul. That's where a mother produces a baby. That travail. That's something that's mystical. A seed was sown. And all of a sudden, the body began to contract. And that's called intercessory prayer or travailing in the Holy Ghost. That's huge. That's why we need to, in that prayer room, be travailing in the Holy Ghost, in our cars, in our homes. Because travail is what produces the newness of life. When Zion, here's the scripture for it, when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. That's a promise. That's why I'm preaching hard and teaching everything I can get my hands on right now. I have watched people from A to Z try to use the word saved as a counterfeit to everything. You need to ask yourself and your, help, your friends, what are you saved from? And what have you been saved into? Just to have $20 in the bank is not saved. You're going to be spending that pretty quick. You're going to need more. And so you go for more. And if we're going to feed this world, what we say ought to be that last day of revival of Joel, and that glory cloud, it ought to be phenomenal what is happening in that prayer chamber, at your house, in your car. In, in this, our children need to hear the prayer room. I grew up listening to moms and dads travailing. I am convinced that part of that travail reached out there and got me, Brother Tanner. So, and, and if I've come short on any of these, uh, please don't hesitate. The, the third heaven is just, again, I want to try to help you to understand that every man's gifts and callings come from God, but every man has a given a, a what I call a reward according to their works of faith, always the works of faith. And so the more you can learn, the more you can help people in trouble. And at that point, you rise to walk in greater measures. And I personally think after studying part of the revelation and part of the what other uh, ministries in the Bible all the way back into the Old Testament 
where they were uh, doing, oh, I mean, Elijah praying rain down. You talk about reaching into a heaven of heavens, changing the atmospheric pressure. Don't think for one minute that this prayer stuff is just, oh, Lord, I lay my down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I talked in tongues one day years ago. No, no, no. Renewing the Holy Ghost is where salvation comes. Just getting it, don't get the job done. Now, if Jesus comes that, that day, so be it. And I'm not going to be upset, but he doesn't make a promise of that. He says we're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's huge. So the, the word saved has become a connotation and the carnal-minded leaders are leading your world into that. And so walking in the Spirit is a critical issue. And, and, and the Bible forecasts it. So it's not like it's just something weird that's happening. He said, many shall say, Lord, we've cast out devils in your name. We've healed the sick in your name. We've done these great and mighty works. But he said, uh, I don't really know you. You never got caught up in the spirit. You, you never really worked the work of God. Well, that's huge. And I, I refuse to patronize people to get crowds. It's in my notes. I don't, I, don't, I don't see it right now, but it's in my notes. Most people think if you got a crowd, you got success with Jesus. I can tell you that for sure. Boy, I know y'all must be doing something, right? You got a crowd. Is that true with ball games? Is that true with devil worship? No. No, that doesn't mean you're doing something right. It means there's a crowd that came to see what was happening. When you are doing right, you're going to find yourself doing what those two things that I have tried to project. If you're not changing now, we are, the book says it, solid straight. We are changed into his image from glory to glory. And I'm, I'm working on a, Bible lesson on this because it is a super necessary thing. There are way too many people that have talked in tongues, baptized in Jesus' name, and that live a, a God-looking life, and they're at ease in Zion. All you got to do is listen to their conversation. There's not a lot of passion about, I'm, I'm just visiting with so-and-so. And I tell you what, I've got a person or two on my line here. They've been nibbling on the Word of God. And they've been nibbling on the Spirit of Truth. And they've been nibbling a little bit on my life. And, and, and I'm just so excited because I believe maybe that I'm going to be able to save my neighbor. I'm going to be able to save my boss. I'm going to be able to save one of the guys that works for me. That's how I got in. I kept watching somebody that could leap over a troop and jump over a wall. I saw them going through hell and I saw them shouting on Sunday night. I saw them shouting in Wednesday service. 
that I knew they were going through hell with their kids. I knew they were going through hell with their mother and daddy. I've watched it over and again. And I have watched people just get one gnat on them. And they, uh, if that's all there is to this gospel, I'm going to give it up. What? Give up resurrection power? Because somebody hurt your feelings? I'm not going to hell for anybody. Jesus said, I am going to be the tree of life. And all you got to do is call on my name and faith believing, and I will be there. He's going to be going home with some people that are all the way out yonder tonight listening on the radio or what, however that system is working out there. I'm telling you, they're going to be going to bed, and but they're going to pray before they go to bed tonight. They're not going to wait till next week or next time hell breaks loose. They're going to pray every day. They're going to talk to Jesus every day because no man knows the day nor the hour. And you don't want to be distant from the voice. Is there any more of these sheets coming in? In any of these that I did not... Uh, fully give you a reasonable help on. I don't think I really clarified by grace are you saved through faith and that not of works lest any man should boast. I want to make that real clear that receiving the Holy Ghost is absolutely clearly identified it's not hard, and, and that's why I, not long after coming to Paris, I created that sheet, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Build Your Faith, Book of Acts, where you engage your faith. That's, if you look at it like a car, uh, you, you, you start your motor, you, you, the steering wheel is your guide, and that's where you obey the word of the Lord, and it leads and guides you into all truth, and truth makes you free. So... Getting the Holy Ghost and talking in tongues is essential. And, and at the same time, I never try to tell anybody, you can't go to heaven without the Holy Ghost. Now, I would never encourage anybody to try to make it to heaven without the Holy Ghost. Because he makes it so clear. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Born again of the water and the spirit. And I, here's the thing you're going to run into that I ran into a lot. People will actually tell you, man, I can't get the Holy Ghost. My mother died and she never got the Holy Ghost. I'd be saying she went to hell. I can't. Go get the Holy Ghost. My dad died. He didn't talk in tongues. And I, I just, I, I can't do something that dad didn't do. And Let me tell you a scripture that is so powerful in that Bible. And most people never even quote it because they don't really understand it. Except a man hate mother, father, brother, sister. He cannot be my disciple. Now that's straight out of the book. 
what he means is flesh. He tells you in explicit terms that if you do not destroy the flesh or crucify the flesh, you can't be my disciple. And that's why he says, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity, I am a sounding brass tinkling cymbal. Though I give my studies to understand all mysteries and have all knowledge, and I still don't receive the Holy Ghost. Those first three verses of 1 Corinthians 13 are dynamite. But you don't want to just blast people out with that stuff. I'm trying to help you to have that shield that David had that can kill Goliaths, that can win a war with just God's help. I believe in that stuff. I believe it's the only way to get out of the graveyard. The resurrection is a big, big deal. And study is a big deal. Don't worry about it if you don't understand it. How did you understand to drive a car? Somebody say practice. Practice is how you do anything. You practice a principle and you see the results of it. Does that, does that make sense? I mean, throw an egg across the room, hope it lands in the skillet. No, you, you purposefully put it in the skillet. And you purposefully keep the shell out as much as you can. All right. Anything else? Maybe you didn't send the question in, but you'd like a little more emphasis on some of the four or five questions that I have tried to fulfill. Uh, I have written about three or four pages for tonight because I am a desperate preacher. I don't mind telling you. Uh, this people on this world ought to be hearing your testimonies every day until they can't wait to get here to see where you're feeding. If we will testify of the goodness of Jesus, and if we will testify, a, a fisherman don't mind telling everybody about how many fish he caught. A good football player doesn't feel bad at all about telling how many games he won or how many passes he caught. Uh, nowadays, it's it, it, if they if they can get third level friends out there that don't even know them. They'll use their name and boy, oh, so-and-so. He is one great football player. Why don't you do that about some of your church fellows? Your church sisters. Boy, get this lady in our church. She is in that prayer room travailing. If you want to move a God, you go sit close to her in a church service and she worships so voluntarily and so emphatically that the presence of God, because we see, we know that praise brings his glory. And if you see a, a visitor, if you're not careful, we'll try to be quiet. We don't want them to know too much about what we are. We ought to be telling it full face at this house. This is the house of prayer. My house shall be called the house of prayer. Prayer is worship. Prayer is singing unto the Lord. Prayer is travailing in the Holy Ghost. Prayer is connection with God.
let them make fun of us. You and I made fun of some people before we got here. I'm not worried about people making fun of me. I'm worried about people not noticing I'm different. I don't cuss people out. I don't try. Now, I have, I have failed to way too many times, and I'm preaching to the preacher right now. I have uh, moved my car over a little to help move them over. I didn't blow them a kiss. That's Sister Mangan. She, she comes riding through there. My granddaughter's just had a wonderful time with her. God's on your side. Why don't we just sort of meditate on the word of the Lord right now. I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. That means whatever trial you're going through, whatever trial your children are going through, he is hearing your prayer of faith. If you, like praying, if you feel like praying in the Holy Ghost right now, this would be a great time to do it. You don't have to be loud with it. There is a revival spirit in this house right now. Oh, God. It's electrifying to be in your presence. If some of you want to slip down to the altar, it's not late. And you want to pray for your neighbor for about three or four minutes. Travail for your neighbor. Maybe for a distant relative. It'd be a good time to use this altar to say, God, I want to put it every bit on the line all over again. I want to give everything I got just like you gave everything you had. Praying in the Holy Ghost is a saturation level. Oh, Jesus. I cry out for the pastor of this church. I cry out for the pastoral family. I cry out for the leaders in our church family. Men and women that desire more from you. In the name of the Lord, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. Pray till you touch the hem of his garment. We've got you don't have to get it all tonight. Just touch his presence. In the name of the That's what the hem of his garment the most distant part of him. Satan I felt virtue. We will not be I felt a sense of relationship. Oh, we've got That's it. The power oh, let some hot tears flow down your cheek. Zion yes, travails. Sons and daughters are going to be born. Are we willing to have empty altars? We've got the power in the name of the Lord. 
Oh, God, we're taking our faith to new levels tonight. We're going to be saved from lethargicness. We're going to be saved from routine. We're going to be saved into excitement. We're going to be saved into powerful testimonies. Sing it one more time. If you know it with it, sing it with her. Oh, Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Revive thy works in the midst of the years. In wrath on a nation, make known mercy. that Jesus don't come tomorrow I'm praying that there's too many of our friends and loved ones that are still out yonder I'm praying that he don't come I can handle a little more hell I can handle a little more of Harlan if I can just get some of my friends some of the people that have left this assembly leaving oh that's it one more time sweetheart sing it would you just travail for about 45 seconds in the Holy Ghost when Zion travails God we're not willing that any should perish we know we're not perfect our pastor's not perfect. He don't claim perfection. He just claims a God that is perfect. Oh, to pray a special prayer for a need that's going on right now. Brother Irvin Baxter that had end time ministries, his son-in-law and daughter are in Israel right now with a group of 40 people and they're on a tour or they were on a tour. They've actually been stuck in their hotel, but they're going to try to get out of there on Saturday and they asked that all of our district, be sure and pray that they are able to get out of Israel safely on Saturday. There's 40 of them there. Could we take about 45 seconds and travail for the angels of God to prevail over that setting? God, I pray for the Robins tonight.
Can we stand and just clap our hands to the Lord for letting us pray prayers of faith, knowing that he has heard every one of our prayers tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you so much for opening this pulpit and this assembly for revival in these last days. God bless. And if you have other questions, please feel free to write it on paper. You don't have to put your name. I will try to address it at some point.